0: News Express on WFMd. Bob Miller, Ryan Hendrick.
1: Good morning, Bob. Good morning, sir. All right, so we do have our special guest in studio. Very pleased to introduce her to our audience. Not going to be the first time because we're going to do a, a series of promotions leading up to a big event on July 15th. But her name is Vicki Sterling. She's with the Washington County Health Department, Washington County, Maryland, doing doing great work for the community. Vicki, thanks for making the trip down from Hagerstown. We appreciate it, and good morning.
2: Good morning, and thank you for
1: having me. Uh, I'm so, excited to be here. You know what? I am sorry because I didn't turn on your mic, so say good
2: morning wow. again. <laughs> good morning, and thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, uh, Radio absolutely.
1: 101. Yeah, right? So we'll get to the event on July 15th in a moment. You're going to spend about 20 minutes with us here today. But let's talk about the the work that you're doing with the Hagerstown Police Department. Obviously, it's a smaller community. They're understaffed, but Chief Kiefer is doing great things there. They've employed drones, and that's great technology. But what you're doing for, you know, the women caught up in the street life, the prostitutes and people that are busted on the streets doing unthinkable things to get drugs. Talk about the importance of that.
2: Okay, th- yeah. So we're doing a lot of work, not just with Hagerstown City Police, but also with the Sheriff's Department. But we're really trying to focus because we know that you know we have this wonderful support system with our law long- enforcement, Chief Kiefer, really understands you can't arrest your way out of this. So what we're trying to do is meet people where they are and provide them with the services that they need to enter a place of recovery. Um, So one thing we've done is we've developed uh, what we call a COAT team, which is a community outreach action team. We meet every other week, and we take 10 individuals that have large encounters with the police, the hospital, um, emergency services, and we sort of look at where they are, what they need, and how can we um, lessen their utilization of these of these services. So mm-hmm. that's one way. We also have been working with the Crime Suppression Unit, which is absolutely amazing. It has done great work on the streets of Hagerstown, but we do uh, details with them. So basically we go out and do outreach to sex workers um, and the purchasers of sex too. Mm -hmm. We uh, decide or try to figure out what they need. We do testing and treatment right on site. So we have a doctor with us and a nurse Um, and then we wrap them with services through our LEAD program, which initially started as law enforcement assisted diversion, but I think we're going to move to let everyone advance
0: is are, are they receptive to your you know your help
2: Well, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. Usually they're a little scared and we're able to make contact, um, but individuals who are still out using sometimes are a little chaotic, so we really have to meet them where they are. So that means kind of going out there every day and trying to make contact with them. They don't have phones, mainly they're homeless, so um, we do have a crisis team that does outreach daily, Mm. and not only do they reach out to individuals that we've made contact with, they also reach out to anyone who's experienced an overdose of that.
1: You know, Vicki, what is what is driving the problem? In your opinion, you're seeing this very boots on the ground. And when police are arresting people and they're arresting in uh, many times, I think sometimes the victims in these mm-hmm. cases, you um, What do you think the the problem, the main problem that perpetuates the addiction, at least in your experiences?
2: I think um, we can all go back to trauma. Uh, there's been some sort form of trauma in these individuals lives that have sort of uh, perpetuated where they are today but then we need to look at um, access to resources financial housing food a lot of these individuals that engage in criminal behavior really are just trying to get their basic needs met this isn't about um, doing it for fun or for a living this is just survival for them
0: 22 at 50. It's the Morning News Express. Bob Miller, Ryan Hedrick. we got a special guest in the uh,
1: studio. Yeah, Vicki Sterling from the Washington County Health Department, our special guest this hour. And when we went to sports, we were talking about the collaboration between the Washington County Health Department and the Hagerstown Police Department. And I think it's creative because of the fact that you know, they have a crisis car here in Frederick that deploys, and they have a, a counselor and a paramedic and, and a cop, too. And in Hagerstown, they're understaffed, and I, I don't think people realize how understaffed they, they really are. What role, when you're going out there and the police are doing their thing with the with the intervention and stuff like that, what role does the health department play in the scenario of the the meeting between the the person of interest in in the police and stuff like that
2: so yeah we we really have um, looked at Frederick and what a great job they're doing and our dream is to get there and we just um, hired a crisis coordinator in December so our crisis services are just now really starting to come together but when we're called to a scene which we can be deployed to the scene um, we're really trying to connect with that person and we use peer support specialists so that's someone with lived experience um, and they uh, just just evaluate what the people need and how they can maintain contact and get them entered into services and get their basic needs met again. So we have a lot of resources.
1: Have you seen a rise in prostitution in Washington County? Say in the last couple of years, we we're talking off air about the pandemic and the isolation that it created the the lonely environment for people dealing with drug and alcohol problems. But we're seeing more in the news. I think there was a big prostitution sting that was broken up by the police department and the Washington County Health Department. Are you guys seeing more of that? People resorting to selling their bodies for drugs.
2: Um, I think that it's maintained. I wouldn't say it's more. It's sort of always been there. <clears throat> Maybe it's uh, more visible, mm-hmm. um, but it's probably about the same. I would imagine. I do. We do see, you know, <clears throat> a lot of things that have come out from the pandemic. People sure. are moving around a little bit more. Um, when we look at uh sex work in general we've always we've experienced even before the pandemic we were having an increase in syphilis um and other uh, stis so that's really one of the most important things about the details that we do are trying to connect with those individuals who have stis and get them treated so it's not continuous
0: Is that is that and I hate to kind of just focus on a prostitution thing, but I mean, as Ryan mentioned, you see a rise in it. But, um, you know, obviously that's kind of a, you know, a gateway to two major highways. And I guess that that might be one of the reasons why you might see that. You know, are you in contact with Frederick County? Are we seeing a rise in prostitution in our county coming over from uh, Washington County?
2: I'm really not sure about Frederick County. Uh, I do agree with you on the highway. That does create a lot of problems for us, especially when you look at West Virginia and Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and how easy it is to move. Um, We really, on the details that we do, mainly we're coming in contact with individuals who live or are with Washington County. Now, I do know that both the Sheriff's Department and Hagerstown City Police have worked with the FBI to look at the trafficking. I think what we're dealing with more is the survival sex work, so individuals who are just trying to make it through the day to get their basic needs met. Mm.
1: So, uh, Vicki Sterling joining us, Washington County Health Department. I promise we're going to get to a July 15th event that's just going to be great. It's a, a local film about the, the local problem, and I think we're going to get a lot of local support from that. But as we continue, I want to touch base about Narcan. Narcan is very expensive uh, to use for health departments to acquire but right now, let's be honest, it's the only defense we have against the opiate epidemic. Talk to us about the use, the deployment of Narcan and how common it is for the everyday person. I see it in vending machines around the country now. Yes,
2: absolutely. Narcan is the only thing that reverses uh, an opioid overdose. We probably dispense over 1,000 doses a month. Um, we do, the all health departments get it from the state <clears throat> um, and we are able to give it out free. Um, within the next 30 days, we will have three vending machines one at our office for after hours, one at the hospital, and one at the library. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, it, it really enables people to stay alive until they're ready to enter recovery.
1: There's an argument about whether it it actually perpetuates the addiction and allows the person to continue using. W- without consequences. What do you feel about that that rebuttal?
2: Well, you know, the only thing that Narcan enables is breathing. Um, and if you talk to someone who uses substances, they don't want to die, and they actually do care about them their health. So I think it's really important to remember those things, that, you know, these individuals are someone's mother, someone's brother, someone's son, someone's friend. And when we look at it like Narcan's enabling them to continue to use, that's really perpetuating the stigma that keeps them from entering treatment. <laughs>
1: Have you? Do you hear that argument, though? Do, do you hear from people in the community that say that Narcan just allows people to use? I'm sure you've heard that before, right?
2: Yeah, I've heard that before. I don't think people say it to me directly because I'm a little <laughs> defensive.
0: <laughs> Bob? Well I, yeah I, I, I would kind of I think filter on the side of where you are Ryan, where it does kind of give you know, uh, and I hate to say it, but I mean you know a, a free pass to some people, not everybody. And I like people who are on the front lines dealing with people that most people when they see them, they look away, they walk away, they turn away uh, and these and these fine people are turning and walking towards them, trying to help with recovery. So I guess my next question, Um, is when we try to get them help, where do we send them and who is paying for that?
2: So um, right now, Washington County has three crisis beds at the hospital. So they can go to Meredith Medical Center um, where they can be evaluated and they can either start medically assisted treatment and be referred to an outpatient treatment provider or they can go into a long-term treatment like detox or a 30-day, which you know, could go to a lower level. Um, usually there's Medicaid, but then there's also individuals with private insurance. So that's usually how it's paid for. All right. So
1: let's talk about, um, this event that we've been now talking about for a couple of weeks and it is called surviving the hill. Talk to us about this project.
2: Yeah. So Stephen Hill, um, it's a documentary that he did with supernatural productions. Um, Stephen Hill actually was our keynote speaker at our Recovery Month kickoff for Washington Goes Purple, and part of the film was um, filmed in Washington County. So there's a lot of interviews, myself, the chief of police, we have our person in recovery, Melanie Watts, we have our, um, I call Like, youth ambassador to Washington Goes Purple, Malia Wells, um, the former mayor, uh, individuals from EMS and our fire department, just talking about the impact and where we are going and what we're doing. Um, But there's also some information just talking about the process of addiction, the process of recovery, and really bringing light to um, all angles of the epidemic
1: and, and fantastic in in a couple of weeks you and i are going to get together in hagerstown we're going to do a full-length public affairs interview that will air on both stations so we could bring more uh, publicity to this wonderful event that i'll be emceeing july 15th at the maryland theater it's going to be amazing so i want you to be there we're going to uh, Put the flyer out on our Facebook page to further publicize it. Thank you so much for stopping by.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
1: All right, Vicki Sterling, Washington County Health Department. It is 8.31 at WFMD. Let's check traffic.